Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Tuesday, February 16th, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, Republicans are digging in against voting for COVID relief. We'll tell you why. Number two, President Joe Biden is heading out to Milwaukee. And number three, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell is prepping for 2022. The big question, what role will Donald Trump play? All right, Jake, let's get in the mix here. Republicans digging in against voting for COVID relief, not necessarily a surprise, but it is a clear political calculation. You know, Anna, you and I both covered um, Republicans in 09 and 2010, right? You, you, we remember that in 09, Republicans led by Kevin McCarthy, someone we, we, we know now, John Boehner, Eric Kanner, made a calculation. The market, the, co- the economy was in the toilet. Um, we were in the what we now call the the uh, Great Recession of the, of the early you know of the late two thousands, and uh, Republicans stood pat against all sorts of legislation to bring the economy back to an even point. Right? Um, they opposed the stimulus. They opposed a bunch of measures like that to 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 help the economy, and they're doing the same thing here. And here's what I think, Anna. I think this is a uh, not a good, but this is the way they view it. This is a a strategy to get on the same page after being so divided over impeachment, the trial, and everything else. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Liz Cheney. I mean, there's nothing that unifies a party uh, more than standing in opposition to the a president of another party. I think that's probably right. I, I do think it is going to be interesting to see how it plays because all of the polling shows that COVID relief is very popular. It's what Democrats ran on, in, particularly in that Georgia, uh, those two Georgia special elections that they surprisingly won. I think the other real question is going to be, if you're against this, like, what are they going to say that they're for in 2022, right? If you voted against actually getting people money in their paychecks. You voted against helping small businesses, you know, kind of have a lifeline post this pandemic that is nobody's fault. How do you have anything that you're positively going to run on? I will say this. I mean, we're seeing some clues um, right now. I I think we're seeing a few clues. We see Kevin McCarthy uh, going around Texas and um, uh, saying, you know, talking about oil and gas and energy and how Biden is is killing jobs by doing what he's doing in the energy space. You see, you know, Republicans by and large saying that the 1.9 trillion is too much and they need to be more targeted. They're going to say that, you know, minimum wage doesn't uh, an increase in the minimum wage doesn't belong in the COVID bill. Now that's arguable. I would say a lot of people say it's perfectly suitable for the COVID bill, the COVID bill. So, you know, I think those are some of the things they're going to talk about. And also it's early, right? I mean, it's only February 2020. 21, right? Am I right? <laughs> it's February 2021. It feels as though it has been a lot longer. <laughs> it's 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 2020 plus two or whatever. Um, so I just think that that you know it. Who knows what could happen between now and then? But I mean, if you think about this, if you project this out a little bit, um, think about what Joe Biden is most likely and Democrats most likely are going to be able to say. The virus is receding, right? We all. Uh, see people and we know people around the country who are getting the vaccine and the the we're, this summer like god willing we're going to have a country that is going to be 
uh, a, a huge part vaccinated. That's a big deal, right? I mean, that's a big talking point politically. Let's go to this number two story of the day. Joe Biden making his first major trip of his presidency. He's heading out to Milwaukee, obviously a key state, Wisconsin, and he won barely. Uh, and this is really kind of his first debut, I would say, in some ways. Yes, he's been president for a few weeks, but... You know, a lot of that was overshadowed by Donald Trump, this impeachment, a lot of other drama. He's coming to Milwaukee in a pretty, um, you know, staged, choreographed way. It's going to be a CNN town hall. He's not probably going to be doing a ton of interviews and different things along the way there. But it is, I think, a nod to the fact of how differently Joe Biden's team takes uh, and seriously they take Wisconsin compared to Hillary Clinton's. Yeah, and I think also it's just it's a you know, if you read the story, which we put in Punchbowl News this morning um, from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, it's an interesting backstory. Mark Preston, who you and I both know, who's the head of special programming at CNN, said that they approached the president's team after the election and said, would you be interested in doing a town hall? In a, and they said, yes, we want to do it in the Midwest. And they came to agreement on, on Milwaukee. So it's clearly been in the mix for a while. CNN smartly <laughs> knew that Biden would be trying to sell part of his agenda. And, um, and you know, this is a perfect place to do it. The other thing I think is, I just want to make one quick note of that I, you know, might put on my lobbying reporter hat from uh, a long time ago, which is super interesting to me, is how you have all these outside groups that are advertising in Milwaukee now. You have this Association of Equipment Manufacturers taking out a full-page ad uh, around uh, infrastructure. You have Opportunity Wisconsin launching a $1 million ad campaign uh, urging Senator Ron Johnson, the Republican of Wisconsin, to support COVID relief checks. So it's just kind of like this mini cottage industry that creeps up when a president does make these trip into kind of different locales. All right. The number three story of the day, Mitch McConnell, Senate Minority Leader, uh, the Republican from Kentucky, already turning his attention to 2022 and what role potentially Donald Trump will or will not have. Yeah, I think that Mitch McConnell's making clear in this press round that he's doing in this in this round robin that he's doing that. He wants electable candidates. No surprise there. Mitch McConnell wants to win back the majority. He doesn't actually think about McConnell is he doesn't actually care about who the candidate is, whether they're moderate, liberal, conservative. As long as they're a Republican, they're going to support him as leader and they're going to support the Republican agenda. He needs a different candidate, for example, in Alabama than he needs in, you know, choose another state that he's that he's going into. Right. A, a state like Iowa, right? If Chuck Grassley were to retire or if, you know, here's a perfect example. He needs a different different candidate in Alabama than he needs in Pennsylvania. And what he's saying is, I want someone electable, period, the end. And uh, whoever that is, I don't care if Donald Trump supports him. If he supports him, great. But he's he's making it clear that he doesn't really, Donald Trump is not part of his thinking here. Yeah, it's interesting, too, I think, just in the sense of Mitch McConnell seems much more willing to go out on that ledge of electability, which is, to your point, has been his kind of um, modus operandi for the last several cycles after a couple of kind of times where they had these candidates who were very out of step, were much more conservative than maybe the states that they were trying to get elected in. And so I think he's more willing than a lot of Republicans, though, to say, hey, like Donald Trump should do whatever Donald Trump's going to do, but I'm going to focus on the Senate regaining the majority. That is his single focus. If Donald Trump's 
you know, an asset to that. I'm sure it'll, he'll be fine with it. And he's not, though, going to necessarily just step back and let Donald Trump rule the party, you know, and, and kind of on his own whim and pick candidates that are probably much more conservative and aren't going to actually be electable statewide. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that that McConnell has made the calculus in the past. The NRSC, the Republican Senatorial Committee, is going after primary races. The NRCC doesn't do that, but it's smart. It's crazy to to have to play the hand you're dealt instead of actually choosing the cards that you're going to play. Thank you so much for listening. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a rating and review. You could also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.